This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. Today I would like to continue with the train music of Duke Ellington. Let's go back to 1940. In 1940, Duke had one of his most famous orchestras. Sometimes it's referred to as the Blanton Webster Orchestra because it featured the bass playing of this amazing bassist by the name of Jimmy Blanton and, of course, Ben Webster. But it was all around just a fantastically balanced group. And in 1940, he recorded a piece called Across the Track Blues. And it's not so much a piece that, that really recreates the sound of the engine and the whistles, but there's a certain loping I guess laziness to the song that really reminds you of a kind of a slow moving freight train. If you've ever gotten caught at a railroad crossing, if you've been outside of the big city and you see this and it's late at night and the trains are moving really slowly and you're stuck there, and then all of a sudden you start watching these trains kind of go by one after another after another. This kind of piece kind of reminds me of that. Again, this is called Across the Track Blues. It's a slow, lazy blues, but again, reminds me of that slow moving train that's crossing late at night. So you have the image of the train slowly moving down the tracks with that little clarinet solo played by Barney Bagard. Now you're going to hear this wonderful trumpet solo, or maybe we could refer to it as a riff played by the great Cootie Williams where he plays which is the train whistle. So let's check out the train whistle coming from Cootie Williams. So you heard that whistle coming from Cootie Williams. Now you're going to hear the way Ellington would voice the entire train chord for his woodwinds. He had a wonderful way of, of combining the different saxophones and clarinets in such a manner that it really sounds like a train whistle. I mean, when you listen to a train whistle, it's actually a number of different sounds, different tones all put together that kind of gives it that body and that individual sound. And this is Ellington pulling the big train whistle right now. That's a wonderful piece of music. It's not quite as descriptive as um, Daybreak Express or the next piece we're going to listen to, which is one of the most descriptive train pieces that Ellington wrote, and that was from 1946. It's a piece called Happy-Go-Lucky Local. It's a very interesting piece um, in that it comes from one of his extended or suites. In 1943, Ellington premiered one of his first extended works or suites, which was entitled Black, Brown, and Beige. It's a wonderful, wonderful piece of music, and he premiered it at 
uh, Carnegie Hall in 1943. And each subsequent year, he went back to Carnegie Hall and did another concert where he would premiere a suite of pieces. And in 1946, it was no different. He premiered long extended work that he called a Deep South Suite. And one of the most important and best remembered pieces from that suite was called Happy Go Lucky Local. It's a wonderful piece of music. And in Ellington's own words, he referred to it as a slow southern railroad train kind of lumbering through rural areas and through rural towns in the deep south. And it is a wonderfully descriptive program piece where he recreates all the different sounds you would hear from a train moving through rural areas of the south. So you can hear the train is moving rather slowly, and you hear that thump, 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 thump from the bass and the bass drum and then the low brass. You know, those are the wheels kind of, you know, slowly starting on the track. And then you hear the alto saxophonist giving the whistle. It's a wonderful, wonderful piece and creates great imagery. Let's get back to it. So you hear the alto saxophonist announcing as a train whistle that the train is coming down. And then you, again, Ellington with the full chord, the entire ensemble put together to make it sound like it's the full, the big whistle. And then you hear this wonderful chord from the orchestra. Check this out. wonderful arrangement, all of a sudden the big band turns into a trio with Ellington playing the piano, the bassist and the drummer kind of breaking it down from the large ensemble to the very small group. And what's happening is the train is picking up steam, momentum, is moving a little faster and it's going to pick up energy and become more active and, and, and create much more energy. And then it's going to reach a climax till we get to about 2 minutes and 45 seconds into the piece and you can hear as the train picks up speed and momentum. As you're listening to the piece, Ellington begins to play a more active role as a pianist, like he's kind of flitting around, and you get the feeling that something is going to happen, there's much more activity, and then something does happen at 3 minutes and 20 seconds into the track. It actually morphs into another composition that sounds very much like Night Train. It's interesting the way it transforms into the next part of the composition. It was actually um, a song that comes back from 1940 that was called That's the Blues, Old Man 
or is sometimes referred to as going through the city. This riff that sounds like Again, in the 1950s, that was a song that was very famous, attributed to a great tenor saxophonist by the name of Jimmy Forrest. What's really interesting is that he was with Ellington from 1942 to 1948, so he's actually playing on this particular recording. And of course, in the late 50s, Jimmy Forrest had a big hit with Night Train. So the piece is going to transform into this kind of slow, nasty riff. And I'm sure many of you have heard this before. So let's check out 3 minutes, 20 seconds, what happens to the happy-go-lucky local. you will have recognized the Night Train riff. Great piece of music, wonderful imagery again. One of Duke Ellington's most famous train pieces, probably the second most famous after Daybreak Express. Another train piece that's quite interesting but not as well known comes from 1950, and it's a piece written by Duke Ellington titled Build That Railroad. Um, the singer on this particular track is it was a famous singer um, who would performed with Ellington many times. His name is Al Hibbler. So this one, again, is not so much about the train running. It's about building the railroad. And there are certain musical motives or chunks of melody that sound like someone taking a sledgehammer and hitting a spike into the railroad. And that's when the drummer hits the cymbal with the drumstick. Let's check out some of this rather obscure piece entitled Build That Railroad, 1950 Duke Ellington. Swing that hammer all the day long Drive that spike boy And sing that song Build that road bed A thousand miles long Build that railroad And sing Gotta get the train rolling up that right away. Cotton's in, gotta go. Got to get to Memphis to see that yellow train whistle, train whistle blow. Ellington recreates the sound of the sledgehammer hitting the spike with the drummer hitting the the cymbal with the drumstick and then of course at one point in there you can hear the actual train sounds recreated by the orchestra. It's a little known piece but but it's a real gem. The next piece I'd like to play for you is from Black, Brown and Beige but this recording was made in 1958 and it's, it's a wonderful recording and the piece is entitled Track 360 aka also known as Trains and it's a rather simple piece but it recreates the sound of the trains especially where the drummer is using the brushes on the drum set which sounds like the wheel on the track. So let's check out a little bit of track 360. This is from 1958.
track 360 sounds very different compared to the earlier pieces. There's much more dissonance. Um, it sounds almost like it's a symphonic piece from mid-20th century adapted to um, a jazz orchestra. It sounds like something you might hear accompanying a scene in a film or a television show, but it's much more modern than the music that Ellington was writing in the 30s and 40s and even in the early 50s. Atonal at times, and it has a certain mechanical or mechanized sound. To my mind, it brings the sound of, of heavy industry and much heavier locomotives, not the small little steam um, engines that you heard from Happy-Go-Lucky Local or Daybreak Express. We're talking about some very heavy diesel or electric engines hauling very, very long trains. Let's check out a little more of Track 360. We're going to end the show with a piece called Loco Mati, which is actually um, short for Location Madison. That must have some kind of significance to trains. I am not sure of exactly what the significance, but Loco Mati is very different from the other Ellington pieces um, that we've heard. It's very raw, it's very earthy, and it almost sounds like R&B or rhythm and blues that you might have heard in the mid and late 1950s, maybe something that Ray Charles might have recorded or Louis Jordan in his Timpani Five. Again, different from the other Ellington pieces it's a shuffle, it's raw, it's earthy, and it sounds very much like rhythm and blues. Let's check out Locomati from 1959. This has been Jazz Insights with Dr. Gordon Vernick. You can visit me on the web at gordonvernick.com and facebook.com slash jazzinsights. Jazz Insights is a production of WMLB AM 1690, the voice of the arts in Atlanta.